The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, joining me in our studios here in Boston is the former Taoiseach, uh, Bertie O'Hearn. Uh, Bertie, it's good to talk to you again. You're on this trip uh, uh, with Arden Gateway to Europe, and, and, and a big part of it is this commemoration of, of the Good Friday Agreement and the, the 25-year anniversary uh, coming up. And I suppose one of the, the, the major questions I've heard asked uh, here over the last couple of days is whether we would have even had an agreement without the the influence and investment of the United States? Now, I think the US have, have been our friends for you know many generations and that continues. And um, I, I think you know 25 years ago, clearly uh, the involvement of Bill Clinton, of George Mitchell, you know, of, of you know that Kennedy, Gene Kennedy Smith, who was ambassador, um, and, and so many, you know, American Nancy Soderberg. I mean, so many of the Americans were involved, and I suppose th- 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 this trip uh, this week, and you know what happened, say, over St. Patrick's week, you know, all the time is just identifying how important America is to the economy and to the country and to our people here, and we just listened to a session there of. You know, within five miles of where you and I are here, on in the next five years, the, the the health sector will innovate new procedures and products that will be more than what has happened since the foundation of 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 the um, the health service. You know, so uh, it, it it happens here, and the fact that you know Irish people, you know, the Boston College connection to Harvard. Um, you know the business connections here, and so many Irish companies here is so is so important. So, I think that Irish connection, you know, was there 25 years ago, was there 50 years ago, when 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 the Kennedys were here. But it's still very much here from business and innovation. It's great to see so many young Irish people that are here involved in the college and involved in, in Boston College, involved in Harvard, involved in the CEO club. So it's 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 just so important to the country. I, I know. For example, we often talk about that business connection uh, in as a one-way trip, you know, investment from the States into Ireland. And I know you heard from people this morning going the other way, you know, uh, people have come over here and set up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, it's great now that there's so, you know, much connection and software is changing, you know, so, so much and, and software companies are developing so much. And I know we're well into that, but uh, the reality is there's, you know, there's 25 million software developers in the world today, um, and for us to continue for our rising generation, for the for the next generation coming to our colleges and schools, you know, we have to be at the cutting edge of that. And Boston, in particular, not only Boston, but Boston in particular, is where uh, a huge amount of that is. And you know, to be to, to be Irish in Boston, and you know, to be in business in Boston, so many of our people here, a lot of people who come out here in the 80s, have now come up through the companies. Uh, when unemployment was high and they're in senior positions and, and, and that's helping that turnover and that's why a week like this here is so important for the Irish business people the Irish educationists um, the universities are here and you know as we've seen in other years they, 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 this is really really good for, for business uh, and to go back again then to 25 years ago and, the, and that US involvement I mean what, what was Bill Clinton's interest in Ireland what was it born of you know, because the people who say, well, it was just about, you know, securing an Irish-American vote, uh, 
you know, that there's any number of conflicts around the world he could have decided to take as as a as a pat project, a passion project. Why the North? Yeah, I think we were we were lucky to be honest. Um, he, he was in London studying when the trouble started, when the civil rights um, movement started, distinct from what became kind of the identity conflict. And he, he, he was based in London. And, of course, the, the, con- the civil rights movement was at, at its, its heyday in the States as well. So I suppose it was, it was that, um, you know, issue of the civil rights movement in, Par- in France and Paris mainly, where the protests were at that time, uh, and in, in America, that attracted him to what was going on in Northern Ireland, where it was a fight about parity of esteem, equality, about, you know, one person, one vote for education, for housing. Um, and then when he went back and into into politics, he 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 kept that Irish connection. It wasn't that he had a huge Irish base in, in electorally at the time. So I think now that grew afterwards, obviously when when he when he got into national politics, but it wasn't big in his state. Um, so I think we were were lucky that it struck. And then George Mitchell, who, who we heard from last night on on on, on the video, I mean he 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 well, well he had direct family connections into Ireland they, they were his father though he had an Irish connection kind of didn't know he had an Irish connection because yeah. he'd been orphaned out um, so we were lucky that he then got into that so we, there, were, there was a fair bit of um, I think 25 years ago there was a, a, a bit of luck around it now we had um, of course here in Boston Massachusetts you, you, you always had the Kennedys who were you know so powerful so influential and they had been following the Irish you know question since the 50s and of course right back from their from their ancestors but uh, they, they took a huge interest from the from the late mid 50s 25 years on will we get the institutions back up and running in time for the anniversary or, or close to it? Um, I, I don't think we'll get them up. For, we maybe we'll make some progress in the next few weeks, but I, I think we will get them back up. Um, and I think the important thing is, A, to get them back up and then to make them sustainable. We, we can't go on what's happened the last 25 years, that for one reason or another they, they've come down nearly as quick as they've up. That's, been, not been, that's not the way to do business. So I think we, we will get them back up. There's a bit more work to be done. I think that's doable. I wish it happened tomorrow, but in the way things happen in the north, it probably won't. Um, uh, but I, I, I think the progress has been made. Um, the Biden visit helps I, I think you know clinton is coming major is coming blair is coming you know you know the huge focus uh on us that's causing big traction here cnn are going to cover it nearly for four or five days and that that, that does has its, its 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 effect on you know on everybody i think that we need to get on with it yeah i see just uh, this afternoon we confirmation that joe biden's going to visit for five days accompanied by the secretary of state anthony blinken in what way does that focus minds? Because a lot of it is going to be kind of Joe Biden drinking a pint with the Bluets in Ballina. Yeah, but, 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 but what it does, I mean, as you and I know, Kurt, everybody knows because there's so much connection between Ireland and America now. You see so many flights out every day. And, but, you know, America is a huge part of the free world. Um, and the fact that the, the president and the, the, the leader of the free world, and very much in these days, he, he is that, um, uh, has, has that attention and brings that focus to, to Ireland um, is, is enormous. Uh, and it, 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 it literally brings you know, hundreds uh, of senior 
um, media people in the free world in, into Ireland uh, talking about our issues, looking at our business, looking at our good sides, maybe looking at our bad sides, you know. And that, 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 that I mean, that, that is huge. I mean, we're, you know, I know we're very important, seven million of us on the island of Ireland, but to, to, to get, to get the, the, the focus, I mean, the, the, the president on his, his other visits has done two days everywhere. You know, um, President Clinton, during his presidency, came to Ireland more than he went to anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, we, we, we shouldn't discount or play down those things. They are huge. Uh, we should be proud of that. We should be conscious of that. Uh, and I think we should act accordingly as well. And I'm talking primarily about making things work in Northern Ireland. When we talk about Northern Ireland, I mean, the other, uh, we talked about the institutions there, we've talked about, you know, uh, our own interests, the US, the UK government, of course, the, the, the other player in the room. Um, to what extent has there been a change in mood music with Rishi Sunak as Prime Minister? Uh, totally, totally. I mean, the, it's to use the, the, the modern cliches, the dial has definitely jumped to the top. Uh, six months ago, uh, Taoiseach Tarnish, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, were totally frustrated. Um, there was little or no dialogue. Um, the European Union had gone nearly a, a year without any meaningful response to their suggestions with Marcus Jakovic. Um, uh, and, and now, and I respectfully say, because I'm glad of it, we, we, we have um, senior ministers, Northern Ireland ministers, uh, moving around with the Irish community, getting to know you and saying the right thing. You know, that, that's great. I mean, you know, we, 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 couldn't, we couldn't get a meeting with them six months ago. So they've changed. They've changed for a few reasons. They've changed because I think the European Union, they've realised, you know, I, I think, you know, I know they disagree, but they realise the mistakes of Brexit as their, as their people are realising that shown as, as per opinion polls. So it's not me. Um, that's one. Uh, Ukraine has certainly changed the, the, the need for cooperation and the UK are playing a very important part of that and I think we should be uh, conscious of that and as well you know uh, President Biden has given them the message that if you want to make progress with us look after my, my friends in Ireland mm-hmm. and um, they have done an about turn an about turn where they couldn't, there wasn't a meeting there wasn't dialogue uh, the Prime Minister Johnson didn't go to a meeting for for all the period that he was in office of any of the institutions, uh, and now um, there's you, you can't go to a meeting on Irish issues either in Brussels as I've done recently or, or in Northern Ireland or I, I wasn't here for St Patrick's Day but I, they were all over the place and that's that's good I'm, I'm delighted and they're saying all the right things and we heard it last night. Uh, from Steve Baker, he, he couldn't have been clearer. Uh, so, so that's good. So we're we're back in the game in a big way, and um, uh, I, I think we should be we should use the opportunities out of that. Does that, does any of it matter if Jeffrey Donaldson and his pals keep saying no? Um, if, if if my only advice, I know Jeffrey very well, as you know, but if 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 I was Jeffrey, I I wouldn't deny America. Uh, I wouldn't deny the European Union. I wouldn't deny the British government. I wouldn't deny the Irish government, and I certainly wouldn't deny them all. Not a good idea. Uh, you mentioned, uh, just this it might seem a bit tangential, but you mentioned kind of Ukraine. And to what extent, because I know you were a, kind of a student of this in your own time, to what extent are we living through a big shift in geopolitics? Uh, and, you know, there's been a lot of focus more recently as well on the Chinese in the background in terms of Ukraine and the support they lend and their involvement in other parts of the world as well that people probably don't realise. Yeah, they're everywhere. 
um, they they have the resources. Uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to be to, to address their students in their diplomatic colleges in in Beijing and Shanghai. Um, they have thousands of people. They have desks for every country in the world now, like America used to do 30, 40 years ago. They've just brokered the big deal um, be, be, between uh, Saudi Arabia and the Persians in Iran, which is extraordinary. Um, they they now um, got Argentina to come in uh, on the, the, the road initiative and the economic issues. Um, they're, they're huge players everywhere in the world. They're down in the Pacific region. When I was in Papua New Guinea, um, you could see the operation of them. Uh, Papua New Guinea is 45 million people small, uh, but President Xi came down there and spent nearly a week there. Uh, not primarily just for Papua New Guinea, but to get into the region. Now, drove the Americans mad and the Australians mad, quite frankly, but that's the way it is. So, you know, I, I, I think we're, we, we just have to play our, our games everywhere and try and keep friendly with everybody. But there, there's anyone who does not see, um, you know, the role that China is going to play uh, into the, the next generation, I hope I live to a good bit of it, but I think for the next 25 years, you're going to see China having a, a huge, huge influence on, on, on you know, geopolitics. Is it a new Cold War? I don't think it is. I mean, they they are they've massively educated people. I mean, they they've people now who they're moving them around the world. They're, they're getting experience in a lot of countries. Um, uh, they they want to be big players. Uh, if you like it or not, they are big players. Um, you know, we can get into get yourself fixated on TikTok and are they all spying on us all of that? No, I don't buy in much into that stuff. To be honest with you, if they want to, to spy on. Well, you're, you're one of these people who doesn't post on TikTok, Bertie. You just watch the videos, is that yeah, it? That, that's exactly it. And, and, and to be honest with you, I, I, I don't think we should get fixated on any of those things. I mean, it, the world is a changing, and it's changing fast. Uh, America are hugely important to us. China is hugely important to the world. So, we, you know, I think we just have to accept these realities. Well, uh, to quote something else we heard last night, uh, uh, all politics is local. So we'll move from geopolitics uh, back to, well, Drumcondra. I mean, since you rejoined Fianna Fáil, are you, are you immersed now in party political issues? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. All, all as I did was, um, as, they, as they reminded me in Drumcondra recently, they had put down my name um, all the year as honorary president, even when I wasn't a member. Uh, so the only difference to me now is it cost me £20. Other than that, it's, uh, it's no difference. Or €20. Euros. Uh, yeah, you, you, yeah, as you say, you, you were always immersed in it. Uh, let me ask you, Leo Radker during the week said the, the government is good to go for two more years. Um, and after that, if there's a general election, whatever the fallout is, Fine Gael will not go into government with Sinn Féin. Should Micheál Martin say likewise? Now, uh, to be honest, if I, I, I'm, a, I'm a great believer in... Uh, you know, the people decide. I mean, they, you, you, you say all kind of things in politics and you, you have to say your, your, your bit, but ultimately what happens in a general election, um, everyone says everything beforehand and then you have the election and the results will be up and the seats. And then the political parties, uh, two years' time, and I agree that it should go two years. I, I believe in full governments, so I always follow. But political parties then have to look at the final numbers You'll be reporting, Kieran, on what the final numbers were 72 hours after the election. And then the, the leaders and the leaderships will have to say, well, we've a choice. We make these numbers work and we form a government or we'll, go out and we'll have another election. 
Um, I'll tell you now they won't decide to have another election so they will have to look at the numbers and they'll have to come up with the formation of hopefully a stable government or as stable as they can. That's what happened the last time, what happened the time before and it's what will happen the next time. So, you know, why, why, why you know, yeah, we, I, I know people say things beforehand, but that's what will happen afterwards. So I think you just wait to see what, what the numbers fall out. So if, if a, a Fianna Fáil Sinn Féin coalition is a possibility, why rule it out? Yeah, or, or, or you know, it, it, it could be that Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael stay the same. They could go with Labour again. They could stay with the Greens. Yeah. Like, there, there's any amount of comedy. In our multi-party system now, with proportional representation uh, and with an increased number of seats, God knows... And maybe he doesn't even know what the fallout of that will be. Um, so um, I, 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 I kind of believe in, I'm going to wait till you report on it about three days after your election, and then I guess what might happen. <laughs> I'll say hello to you when you're listening to The Hard Shoulder. Bertie, thanks a million for joining us. Thank you very much, Kieran. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.